0: Millburgers Gardening South Texas is sponsored by Milburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 9:30 a.m., the answer. Ready?
1: Well, good afternoon and welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, ready to take your calls or come by and visit with us. The number to call is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867 and toll free it's 866-308-8867. Yeah,
2: well, what's, what you looking for? I was for? looking at those uh, little tomatoes over there. Oh, they've got, okay. They've got uh, over on the benches over there. Uh, they've got some a good selection of tomatoes.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you want to talk uh, about some uh, of the items on sale or no? No, okay. Just, just tomatoes. And, uh,
2: <laughs> and they uh they're they're small. They're in um, a feed pot. Okay. And I'm thinking that uh, the majority, of course, they got some gallons, but I'm thinking the majority of plants in the next couple of weeks are going to be in small, small pots.
1: He's got the four and a half inch too, I believe.
2: Yeah, well, that's what he wants. Yeah. But it's going to be hard. It's not impossible to find those.
1: Oh, because in the next couple of weeks. Oh, okay. We'll have to ask him. Well, it's it just
3: depends on what, which uh, variety you want and and what you decide on how you handle them. The one gallons, you're ready. You can put them in the morning sun and and, uh, Get and them keep them, keep an them out of the heat shape. for a while. Yeah. Or but the, the, those little one inch, Jerry. I'm I'm sure you were gonna say. Need to pot those up, yeah. You know, uh, in a one-gallon container, and you're not losing anything there because they're going to be growing at a rate at least as fast as they could grow in that in, in your garden. Oh, yeah. In the hundred-degree heat <laughs> in the hot soil, and you can put them in that uh, perfect
2: area that had morning sun and afternoon shade, out of the wind too. Yeah.
1: Hey, we got Stan on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hey, Stan, welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Well,
4: I'm doing great. I hope you guys are doing okay, too. I have a question on asparagus. My, I have some very large asparagus plants. Some of them, at least one of them, has developed the red berries, and I want to know at what point can I pick those and harvest the seeds and replant them.
2: Forget it. Quit it. You don't want to, you don't want to plant the red berries. You know, no, not the red berries,
4: it. but open them up and, and get the seeds out of them.
2: Yeah, I know. But uh, uh, you've got a 50-50 chance of getting male and female plants. Okay. And the ones that have berries are the female plants which oh, should be discarded. In and not, not, you just okay. dig those up and get rid of them. They're not okay. the best
3: for producing your yeah. asparagus oh. ve- uh, vegetable. But then you can... Okay. if you, How long have your plants been in place? Well, for a long, 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 long time? If, uh, they're,
4: about, they're about seven feet tall, so...
3: Well, you can, they're huge. They're, you know, it might be easier to go to the nursery and pick pick the the variety you want, but you can yeah. uh, you can you can dig some of those plants up if you want. Yeah, if the you,
2: roots. Yeah, uh, if you uh, if uh, did you get spears in February and March?
4: I got yeah, I got the the roots and uh, planted those, and they've been in the ground for a couple of years. I harvested this spring.
2: Okay, that's, uh, what, I, yeah, that's what, yeah, that's yeah, and I've
4: got about. I've got uh, I've got. These the asparagus that are bigger around than my thumb, for heaven's sakes, that are growing right now.
2: Oh, oh great! Uh, so harvest uh, them and, you,
4: uh, cut them, cut them back in January, and then harvest them when they come up. Is that the?
2: Not... Yeah, or December. Now, if okay. you've got a lot, a lot, you've got a large planting, uh, you can cut half of it back in the fall. Okay. In. Uh, in uh, July, August, and okay. uh, check take the sprouts in the fall. But when you do that, okay. you decrease the large, large, uh, the uh, larger spears in the okay. fall and spring.
3: If you okay. do that dig, if you do that digging up to expand the number of plants you have, as long as you're digging up too, you may as well eliminate those female plants. Yeah.
4: Eliminate so. the females. I've never heard of that. My goodness.
3: Oh, yeah.
2: Now, you guys
4: is, are smart. How'd you get yeah, so yeah. smart?
2: Calvin, you, you're, not, you're not making that comment as a male chauvinist, are you? I think he
3: is I think he is <laughs> he I've, had, I've yeah. had so much practice
1: S- suddenly an innocent garden show took a turn for the year <laughs> the way, the way well, folks thanks.
3: are now
2: they yeah. may be calling in no, How there you
1: get rid of the female
3: but that that's traditionally that kind of marks the decline of your uh, asparagus uh, plant yeah
1: uh, uh,
2: no is that right because usually they're seedlings. In other words, what you want to plant, they're usually their seedlings and don't, uh, they fall on top of the soil, of course, wow. in their shed. And yeah. then, so they root close to the surface of the soil. and uh, uh, da- And do good not though. have uh, large, produce the large spears.
1: Yeah. Stan, what else oh, are you growing? Oh, I am sorry, I'm sorry. Let's I'm talk sorry. More about I, the asparagus. I, <laughs> I,
3: but you, I mean, you're I, you're at the point now. You could do, you can do a major plan in terms of improving your asparagus yeah. planting, and you can have yeah. m- more plants. You can have uh, each one can be more productive if you uh, cut, reduce the number of female plants. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you can even do that. That two season thing that Jerry talks about yeah. is it's kind of a new. New development, that. Yeah. It.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you, do you remember what varieties they are? Is it Martha well, or Mary actually, Washington?
4: No, but I have. I ended up actually uh, uh, with two different varieties. One of them is a purple one, and I don't. Uh, I don't know how many plants I've got. I wasn't very smart when I planted them. I planted them all. Uh, you know, I'm from up north initially, and and we had yeah. asparagus in our garden, <laughs> yeah. but it was all in the clump. You know, yeah. so I planted them all close together. So now I've got these asparagus that are uh, two inches apart, which should be eight or ten inches apart.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, but one one is one is purple and uh, right. Uh, did you get them at a at a nursery? Where'd you get them?
4: Yes, I got them. I I got them from Phoenix.
2: Okay, he uh, he might have a. Are they still
3: in business? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, th- I,
2: I think the, uh, the common common variety that's sold is Mary or Martha Washington. Mary Washington. Yeah. Uh, but uh, sometimes uh, they have uh, hybrids, the first hybrids, uh, 157. Uh, okay. Uh, University of California, 157, was the original one. And now they've come out with uh, uh, several Jersey, out of New Jersey, believe it or not. That's what they're doing up in New Jersey, other than rioting.
3: Yeah. Well, and, uh,
2: but, uh, they, and blueberries, they, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind
3: of the center of the blueberry <laughs> industry.
2: But anyway, they uh, uh, come out with some one called Jersey Giant was the first one.
3: And, Jerry, and then the Jersey Gem, G-E-M. Jerry said, mm-hmm. "Latch on to them if you can find them anyplace. Get yeah, them because okay. there weren't very many available."
2: Yeah, they're high yeah. They're yeah. all male mm-hmm. hybrids. Ah, how so about that? That's a that's a good way to do ex- it. With all the male exclusionary again, there you go. Uh, yeah,
1: I don't <laughs> think see what so. you started, Stan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good I stuff. Have a hey, let it. Let us know how your plan turns out. Okay.
4: I'll do that. Uh, I have a question on Myers lemon, too, and you, I don't know whether you guys will have an answer to it, but um, my son lives in, in um, outside of Monterey, California, and he has a dwarf Myers lemon, which produces just absolutely tons of lemons. They're a little smaller than what we get, but uh, are those dwarf lemons not available in this area?
3: I never have heard of one. No, I don't. I don't know what it is either. But
2: the good news well, is, the good news is, they come back true from seed. So you can get okay. some seeds from your son uh, and plant them and grow them here, and they'll be the same dwarf lemon. Yeah, that's okay. Well, I I threatened to
4: uh, threatened to get one from a nursery out there, but I was advised that the two thousand dollar fine and Losing my car at the border probably was not a good idea.
2: <laughs> that is absolutely true. <laughs> wow, you'll be better to do uh, get the seed, and they can <laughs> okay, they can I'll mail to the seed. Yeah, yeah, I'll get, have to try that. get all that. the all, get all the seed you can from them and plant them out. Do they need to be Do they need to
4: be dried then before they're planted?
2: Not necessarily. Uh, we, okay. Some people say they're better to plant. Wet, right, right out of the uh, uh, plant, out of uh, yeah. fruit, but uh, our, Work, we've, we've planted them dry and wet, and uh,
3: they seem okay. to come up. We planted them when okay. they've been in people's pockets or, no. <laughs> or yeah. in their uh, toolbox. Yeah, there you go.
4: Yeah, and I was just, but, uh, I was curious about whether or not maybe the the root stock uh, for that dwarf was. Something that wouldn't grow here. I I don't, you know, I don't have any idea. I'm not that smart. Well,
2: uh, if it's if it's, I never have heard of a dwarfing citrus rootstock. Okay. But uh, but uh, if it is on a rootstock, that then my idea of saving the seed won't work.
4: Yeah, but I can try it. You know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't have one now, so I won't have one in the future if it doesn't work, and it won't make any difference. (laughs)
2: There you go. Sounds you good, You don't Stan. have a lemon. Love. Okay. Thank you, guys. Well, I got a
5: lemon greener. Right. All, All right. right. This is you take care.
1: Thank you, Stan. Great questions. Grow us a couple. Yeah. Daily. Okay. All right. 210 210-308. That sounded interesting with that. Yeah. 308 Speaking of growing things from seeds, it, it's been a couple weeks since we talked about it. How are the Rio Grande gold peppers coming Okay, you brought that up, didn't you? Yeah, <laughs> I should. I shouldn't have. Should I have asked first? Uh, we're having up, oh, up. Oh, we go. We got to take a break. Uh, oh. we may no, I don't know. Do you, wanna, no. you want to? to think of a reason that we'd. Uh... Yeah. Okay. We're not
2: going. We're not. It's going to be a week or two later.
1: Okay, that's good enough. That's all I need to know. We, that, that's it. All right. Okay. No, no, no. I, was, can, I was trying to cover for you. No, hey, we no, can, we don't uh, have to take as a
3: part break. of that discussion, too, we can talk about, uh, like, eggplant. I've had some questions on uh, can they replant the eggplants for the fall and things like that, so we can kind of review that. Yeah. So, at the same time, we're talking about Rio Grande.
2: Well, most people don't do that, but uh, you you can do it. It should, should work. I I, and, and the worst thing, or the best thing, could happen is ah. it not have any eggplant,
6: <laughs> <laughs>
3: and well, then you I,
2: won't have to eat your wife's favorite eggplant
3: casserole. He, uh, the, the the gardener was talking about. He's got some spider mites on there. Oh yeah, they and, love sp- eggplant. But I, yeah. I I never have the, as much problem with spider mites and eggplant as I do in tomatoes. No,
2: oh, yeah, they so. love tomatoes, but uh, they'll get on eggplant too. Yeah. What they don't won't get on very readily Peppers. is
1: pepper. Ooh, that's good. Yeah. So okay, so you answered my question.
3: Yeah.
2: All really. right. <laughs> but Give uh, it more time.
1: We've had and that yeah, perfection uh, takes time, and those <laughs> things are really good.
2: That goes back to the uh,
1: peat pots.
2: What I was talking about the small plants that we're gonna mm. have to have for the next uh, week or two. You know because. Uh, uh, because the uh, the grower that grows all these hybrid tomatoes for us and uh, and the real grande gold uh, has run into a production problem, oh. and uh, so uh, he's having to he 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 said he wanted to reseed the real grande gold. He still had some seed left, but. Uh, The plants came up Hmm. and have been transplanted into larger containers, but uh, uh, I think starting now from seed
3: uh, would put them too late. Oh. Too too late. So it's just like the eggplants make. uh, One option is to make do with what we got. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. We can, the gardeners like Milton can uh, expect it collect seed you have the less
1: yeah, we're gonna, peppers to use but uh, collect some seed yeah, yeah we're going to do the project we're the Rio Grande Gold Pepper Project <laughs> all right 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right well let's take a break while we do you give us a call 203 8867 more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up Live from Millberger's Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardie Road on 930 AM, this is The Answer. it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and on Boulevardy e. Road lots of great things to save on at Millburgers and I'm going to tell you about some of my favorites right now are you ready to plant fall tomatoes well fall tomatoes are here and these are the varieties at Millburgers that are recommended for our area including 602 HM 8849 Red Dew Celebrity these are Texas superstars like Tycoon or Dwarf Cherry Surprise and much much more in the four and a half pots with a well Rooted transplant just a dollar ninety-nine. This week at Millburgers you'll save on Mexican Bear of Paradise, a Texas superstar. senisa is on sale. Texas Sage in the three and five gallon containers now just sixteen eighty-eight. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza on sale in the twelve-inch pot for just nineteen eighty-eight. Thoralis, Angel Trumpet, variegated ginger, and more. At Millburger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Forty Road on the web at Millburger nursery. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m., The Answer. Our phone number is 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll free, it's 866 308 Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. You had an oleander question, I think, when, before we got started.
3: Yeah, and it's—I was kind of hoping that uh, that oleander bacterial, yeah, sort of, that whatever that disease is, they, <laughs> it's really, like a bacteria, but it really isn't a bacteria, I guess. But it looked looked like she, one of her plants, had it was showing that same symptom that that all those in the highway have seen. Hmm.
2: She had a multiple. She had a lot of plants, and only one was showing the symptoms. So far, yeah.
3: Hmm. Not not a lot of plants. She had, the, I think, three or four plants. Oh, okay. And uh, if I, re- I remembered right, I, t- I told her to uh, just the best the best she could do is just cut those uh, dying pieces out of there and got a little head of it. Yeah. And uh, hope hopefully, it in which might. My- in a lot of cases it happened that just that one plant would be yeah, wiped out.
2: They said the original recommendation was to cut the plant, the whole plant, to the ground. Oh, wow. And let it regrow around because uh, oleanders are not grafted. Uh,
3: her, hers uh, looked like they hadn't been pruned for a long time. They had lots of... Oh, uh, uh, okay. Quite leggy, so that... That would have been a good idea in terms of the yeah, it just cut too. Yeah, yeah. Cool.
2: Okay, okay, Milton, are you
1: ready? Sure. Uh oh.
2: I want everybody to get their pencils and papers out, and remember the number up here. Two one zero To call
1: 308 <laughs> 8867.
2: To berate Calvin about his article in today's paper.
1: Oh, well, that'll be nice. Uh,
2: <laughs> he loves it. He loves that kind of
1: He'll we, go toe to toe with you. He's not afraid of
3: it. Which, I wish, which issue is it? Uh, yeah. The deer. The, I mean, they went the. All uh, the deer. All the yeah. deer.
2: But uh, we'll start out with number one. Number one deer are not grazers
1: oh okay
2: well (laughs) we've had this discussion with our with uh, the neighbors out at uh, out at uh, uh, my son-in-law's house out there in uh, Fair Oaks it is and uh, the guy behind us said deer do not eat grass eat some not much yeah they eat some, but uh, so far as Appleton has got pictures of deer eating in his front eating in his front yard.
3: That's uh, now if you took those pictures in my neighborhood, Hollywood Park. Yeah, if you took those pictures in my neighborhood. If you if you followed that down to that picture, quite often it would be horse herb or one of because because in my neighborhood and I've. You know, there's not much soil. There's lots of sh- yeah. shade trees and everything, so the lawns are not dense, San Augustine or anything. Yeah. So you've got lots of uh, lots of bro- uh, herbs, forbs, and yeah. and uh, broad in there. But, but Forrest
2: doesn't have herbs and broad leaves
1: in his yard in Hollywood Park. Does Forrest know much about deer? <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I think I think the the research is consistent in terms of. If they got their choice, they they wouldn't eat a lot of deer. I mean, eat a lot of <laughs> grass. Grass. Well, in fact, they couldn't survive. But one Exca- of the-
2: exactly. That's that's what I was getting ready to say. Uh, uh, I did, did some looking at, into this situation, and deer will eat. Like you, I, I think you said, uh, deer will con- uh, consume L- during L- grass. Uh, consume some grass during a drought. Lush, and they may rely water. on irrigated St. Augustine grass for moisture. And uh, that's probably the case. But uh, they've done research, and a deer fed fed nothing but grass will die. So they have to have forbs uh, for their main source of, uh, of edibles.
3: Yeah. It's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's
2: hard to explain to people... When they got a yard full of deer out there eating the grass, (laughs) so uh, it's it's just uh, they're they're just amusing themselves, I guess, with the grass. Second deal is feeding corn to deer will not reduce consumption of plants.
1: Now, Milton, give the give the number again. Two one zero. 308-8867. I have a feeling you're just making trouble here. Oh, what
3: is anything different from New
1: no, I'm calling? just I'm just pointing it
3: out. <laughs> but
2: Calvin uh, makes a good good point there. In the short term, corn may replace calories normally provided by landscape plants. In the long term, however, corn feeding will contribute to population increase, and the bigger the herd will consume more plants corn does not provide protein and other essential nutrients available in plants so uh
3: hi go ahead go
2: ahead no, did you
1: have a question yes oh, can we but you want to ask it on the air yes you uh, stand right, right. right. in kind front of Yeah, you can just, you can, you you can you can just talk can, and they'll I hear you. I can
2: yeah. ask, ask her a question for her. What you got there? Oh, okay. You got the citrus and the leaves all through. I just want
7: to know if you can help me with my lemon uh, stems that are
1: no. in bad shape. We can't. No. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Calvin will put it a little more kindly.
3: The, uh, <laughs> well, I was, I was noticing the, 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 the thorns, too. Um, yeah. Do they not need yeah we, th- th- this is common. This is uh, la- last week we had a, yeah. a similar situation. They, and in fact, Meyer lemons um, quite often will show this. Uh, this in, this insect is uh, what do we call it here? A leaf miner. Leaf miner, and almost every, in my experience, almost every Meyer lemon has a few. Then there's some, some years that really show uh, an extreme amount. I've never, I never had it be a, I never thought of it as a a special problem that would uh, kill a tree or anything. Yeah, it usually
2: affects about uh, 10% or less of the uh, foliage. Is that, it's... Is, is yours a big tree?
7: No, it's a it's a little bush about this high. Oh, okay. And this is a, it's probably 4 years old. The first year it's got lemons and I have probably got 50 lemons on it.
3: Oof, Uh-oh. It's too All many. Right. It's, too it's many. A lot of lemons to support. <laughs> That's too many. Uh, really? How come how come happen? it's only that tall?
7: It was uh, we had it in a um
2: uh,
3: large container.
7: Barrel thing
2: for yeah.
7: a couple for 3 years. And finally, took it out and put it in the ground, and uh, it when? just when when
2: when did you do that? Uh,
7: last spring, maybe. Oh, okay. A year ago. Okay. And then it took off. Okay, good. Yeah.
2: Yeah, they don't like to be root bound.
7: So, how many uh, lemons should I leave on there? Half of them. Half of them. Okay, just flip them off. Yes, ma'am. And a lot of them are hanging or down on the ground. Should I take those off first?
3: Oh well, you can kind of. You try to even out the the branches. Now the the other thing, you in some cases you can use you can use those lemons for cook those uh, immature lemons for cooking cooking and everything. Really? Yeah. Okay. You so, drink a lot of
2: whiskey? No, you don't. Okay. Uh, so. Tequila, yeah, you yeah, can well, make as yeah. yeah. Oh yeah
7: the green ones will work for that yeah do they taste more like limes when they're green yeah they do you're losing your mask there yeah
3: they do they uh you that's, that's because you're making me so thirsty for uh, you Margarita need a new one so.
7: that one looks like it's been around a while oh, yeah. <laughs> oh I was is it just used it yesterday uh, uh so is there anything I need to do about this or just let it go
2: well uh, like we were telling the lady yesterday uh the only way to control the population is the, it's the, the egg is deposited on the top of the leaf and uh, by a little fly-like insect and uh, then the the egg hatches and the larvae bores into the inter sanctum of the, of the leaf and that's what those little trails in there that you see or uh, where they're eating the larvae is eating the center out of the chlorophyll out and after a certain number of days they will uh, turn into a fly i guess pupate
7: well i have seen a few when i cut these there were a few about this big yeah almost a beetle looking
2: yeah, yeah yeah and uh they'll come out and start the cycle again uh, so the best you can't you can't use an insecticide because the the problem is within the leaf.
3: It's shielded within the leaf. And a systemic, yeah. you can't use because you got lemons on yeah, yeah on the plant.
2: But uh, uh, one of the best ways to do it, it also gets rid of the uh, leaves that are uh, bothering you as far as their appearance is concerned. Is to Take the affected leaves off, remove the affected leaves off and destroy it. Okay, and and
7: they're, they're on several stems, but they'll be on a stem like an offshoot of a main stem that's about this yeah, long. Yeah,
2: they like new growth.
7: So cut the whole stem off? Yeah. Okay.
2: All right. They, they like new growth.
1: Okay. Thank you.
7: All right. Thank you. Yeah.
1: Good luck. Okay, Nancy's so. on the line at 210-308-8867. <laughs> so don't, uh, with anything. No. Hi, Nancy. Welcome that to Millburgers Gardening a- South a- Texas. How you doing today? Hi. Good afternoon. Kind of warm these days, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit. What's going on? Better than I'm last week.
8: I'm calling to find out it's been a perplexing problem. When I put my tomato plants in, they start turning gray in color to the point like they're little ghosts right now. And what the cause of that is, I use the Epsom salts to uh, prevent that black underneath the tomato itself. But other than that, I don't understand why they turn this color.
2: I'm sorry, what what uh, turns color? Turn color? Yeah. The, yes, tomatoes. Tomatoes. The, the
8: tomato pl- tomato plant. Tomato plant. Oh, the whole plant. Is that plant a virus or yellow? something? I'm sorry?
1: The whole plant turns the, the down? fruit or the plant or
8: the whole plant all the leaves the leaves start turning this gray color from green to gray, and then the whole plant uh it turns gray now they still produce uh the fruit eventually, but uh it's they're not healthy looking plants, they look like little gray ghosts right now
2: yeah, do you see any uh webbing around right at the, where the leaves are attached to the stem? No, no, a little, no, a little I don't. bitty spider web.
8: No, no, nothing.
2: I'm thinking it's a spider mite damage. Spider Is mite it on all plants, or just one or two?
8: No, it's on all of them. It's on all of them.
2: Did it show up on all of them at once, or did it eventually show up on all of them?
8: No, uh, all of them, and I have different uh, kinds of tomato plants. Uh, that I plant, and again, like I say, they they start turning this gray color. Is there a virus or something that occurs in in tomatoes?
2: Oh, there is a lot of them, uh, uh-huh. four or five of them. That's one of the reasons we like uh, uh, Tycoon. Tycoon is because it's got such a high disease resistant. Uh, oh, really? Okay. And, uh, but uh, any of the all of the antiques have no. Disease resistant. Uh, virus so, resistant, or the heirlooms, eh? heirlooms.
8: So, how can I prevent that from happening? Because I mean, it's an ongoing problem.
3: Well, what mm-hmm. what varieties do you, <laughs> do you use? Do you use? Um,
8: uh, uh, I forget the names, the different brand names. Uh, some of them is the um, the grape um, tomato, the cherry tomato. Uh, I want to say Clabber Girl. If that sounds familiar. Um, yeah,
6: the, the i vari-
8: I got different varieties in, and these are coming from a good nursery. They're not the um, regular store places.
3: Hmm. Well, the, one, the ones that come from the, that are recommended uh, for San Antonio from the local nurseries are things like Tycoon and Celebrity and, that are, have a lot of disease resistance. And, and Jerry and his team... Conduct uh, tests every year to see which ones perform best in this situation. So uh-huh. those, okay. those, those fare well. You know, if, for, for cherry, B, BHN 968, Tycoon, um, Celebrity, uh, the Rodeo tomato every year yeah. is a is a good choice. Then okay. you, you then then you have uh, you have a, a real good chance of um, most of them were making it for the entire produ- production period. Oh
2: yeah, good. Uh, okay. Uh, there, there was one year that we had a. Uh, I think it was about three years ago. I lose track of time, but uh, we had a new uh, virus come in. I think it was called tomato greening or tomato. Anyway, it uh, devastated all the other. Known hybrids, but it didn't touch Tycoon, and oh, we really? Had, yeah, we had had some planted over at the children's garden. David Rodriguez and all of us planted some over there, and had a had a row of Tycoon and row of all the other tomatoes that we had. It killed every that virus killed every tomato in there except Tycoon.
8: Oh well, wow. now does sunlight uh, have anything to do with that? Because this the the no. plants are somewhat shaded, but not all day type thing.
3: No, but I, good. I have okay. nothing to do with it. Well, okay. shade is important, though. I mean, you <laughs> want you want you want full sun for for production.
2: Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm I'm pretty sure that's that's a, a disease or a virus. Could be a virus. And, uh, but it also, uh, could be, uh, some mineral deficiency.
8: How, oh, really? How
2: how are you fertilizing? Um,
8: I don't fertilize. I just put new soil in today. You know, it came from the box store, new soil in, thinking maybe it was the soil to give them a healthier start. But I don't hmm. fertilize.
3: Well, that's that, that's a a problem uh, because tomatoes are are generally high be. high production machines, you know, that are bred. Now, some of the heirlooms may be, but uh, the the modern tomatoes are are bred to to utilize high levels of nitrogen and other nutrients. So that could be. You might want to do an experiment at least.
1: Yeah, that for, makes sense. Yeah, that's
2: for, that's good. Uh, that's a Try Miracle Grow. Or, or if you want to do it organic, it uh, has to grow, uh, and uh, put a, a copious amount of. Every time you water the the a tomato or several that you choose, uh, put on a put on the liquid fertilizer. Uh huh. Every okay. time. All right. Tell us, tell us what happens on and, that. And uh, the. Uh, if you're sure it's not spider mouse
8: no no they're not they're not I don't see any webbing of any kind
2: uh, Well, uh,
3: and you don't see any if you take a piece of white paper and flick it on a leaf you don't see any little red spots come down
8: I'll have to try that I'll have to try that yeah
2: are you where are you in town
8: um, over on the west side, off of Grissom, Bandera Grissom area.
2: Oh, okay. Um, you could you you're fairly close to uh, uh, Rainbow, Rainbow Rainbow Garden Center.
8: Yes, yeah, I've used. So, yeah, that's where I got my tomato plants from.
2: <laughs> yeah, so take a couple of leaves in, several leaves in, and uh, let them look at it to make sure
1: it's not spider Okay. Oh,
8: All right. You know. Well, thank you very that much. good. Thanks. Have a good day.
1: Good. Bye-bye. Right. 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Last weekend, we introduced you to a new sponsor on the show, BSG, Builder Systems Group. We're going to talk to Jim over there uh, and uh, let him tell you a little bit about the difference. And then we've asked Jim to kind of think of uh, some of the smart security systems, some of the smart systems they have available that gardeners in San Antonio might like. Jim, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having us on. Absolutely. All right. So I'm going to give the website, and we'll give the phone number. We'll do it again, but it's bsgtexas.com, and the uh, phone number over there is uh, going to be 210-877-1222. So first thing, we're, we're happy to have you on the show, and uh, I know that uh, in talking to you, uh, y'all are very proud of what you built over there. BSG is a locally owned, locally operated company, and uh, there's a difference between BSG and some of the other uh, security companies. Is that right?
5: Yes, we absolutely uh, believe we're different than any other security company because we're more than just that. We're actually a company that cares about our clients, and we actually... Find new technologies to not only integrate with a security system, but that can help you. You know, even with your gardening, we have technology that's tied into a security system that would potentially help you with your your watering of your yard with you know automatic sprinkler controllers that are tied to it, and, and we have all sorts of other little gadgets that can help you in many different ways.
1: Yeah, and then and um, the cool thing too is you you um, your the way you operate is you. It's more of a consultation uh, with uh, the client to find out what are some of the things they need, and uh, then you, you build it around that rather than telling them, you know, things they may not need and uh, having them buy something more than they they want.
5: Yeah, you know, Milton. One of the things that uh, we pride in our company and is the uh, the fact that we want to help our customers. It's less about selling and it's more about telling. And informing the about the technology that they be carried. So there's no high pressure salespeople. We don't allow that in the company. It's really more about finding out exactly what you need and then prescribing to you that technology that'll help you. And that's the idea behind it. So one of the things that I say all the time to our, our team at BSG is not only, you know, the customer care and, and that part of it, but really it's about selling to a customer the way they want to buy versus the way you want to sell. Because that never really helps the customer at the end. And that's what really separates us from the others.
1: Now you put that much better than I did, Jim. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, hey, uh, so let's see. We talked about, so you can basically run your sprinklers, your irrigation system from your phone?
5: Yeah, so one of, one of the cool things that we have is uh, we, we run our platform on alarm.com. It's one of the most advanced uh, home automation security platforms that are out there. And so everything's in one app. So it's about simplicity, ease of use. It's not one of those pieces of technology that you, you get frustrated because you can't operate it. It's really you see the pictures and you touch them and things happen. So, for example, even at my own property, you know, I, I do, uh, although we're on water restrictions right now, when we can water uh, using your sprinkler system on your non, non-watering days, you know, there might be a, an area in a, in, a, in a flower bed or a spot in the grass that, you know, I want to run that zone. And I can be anywhere at any given time. And another thing is you have video cameras that you can look. So yes, it sounds silly, but for me, I'm a yard fanatic. Uh I have to send you pictures of my yard one day, but it's I like cool. the green and you get those those burn spots, but these cameras I can see and I can be at work, I could be on the other side of the country if I had to be, you know, at times and I can look in, I see a brown spot, I just push a button and the sprinkler system comes on. And you can change the amount of time it runs from one minute to ten minutes, depending upon you know your type of soil and how much how much water you're going to need. But that's one of the cool things. It, it allows you to do that versus getting home and you got to go into your garage and you turn the dial and you know you got to figure out how to operate that sprinkler controller. You know, a lot of times my, uh, my family, I, w- I would call the house and say, "Hey, run run the sprinklers in the front, the back, or the flower beds." And uh, you know, the kids couldn't go out there and do it, and the wife was frustrated trying to figure it out. So. When we put no. that, uh, that automated sprinkler controller in there, they just push a button, and it's taken care of, and I can
1: do it anytime. Very cool. Talking to Jim over there at um, BSG, website, bsgtexas.com, the phone number, 210-877-1222, 210 210-877. 877 1222. Real quick before we let you go, uh, Jim, one more thing that you mentioned, and you mentioned like being away from home, and you've talked about this. When I brought it up last week, I got a, oh, that's a good idea from Jerry, which was the uh, idea of the water cutoff. Uh, tell, tell us what that is, because that's also with the smart system.
5: Yes, so uh, there's a water valve that can be uh, installed on the uh, main line that comes into your home. And literally, there's uh, water sensors that go in all the wet areas, whether it's where a, uh, underneath your sink or in a bathroom or, you know, where your, your water heater is, right? That's where it could leak. <clears throat> but this system actually uh, would detect if there was water in those areas, and it will turn off the valve automatically. And if it did detect the leak, you'll actually get a notification because it senses that the water is actually running for more than normal because over time, these smart home systems learn what your patterns are. So if you have an abnormal water flow, it'll actually turn it off for you so you don't flood your house. I think all of us probably know somebody, whether it be a family or a friend, that uh, actually their house got flooded because a pipe broke or a uh, water heater uh, burst or something happened. So this would stop that from happening and save you tens of thousands of dollars in damage. So it's a pretty cool little device.
1: And a lot of peace of mind, too, uh, knowing that if something does happen. I know that was a big concern. I remember when we would go on vacation uh, that my mom would worry about that and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Will you give the number and the website and how to get in touch with you right here in San Antonio?
5: Yeah, if you go to uh, uh, bsgtexas.com, if you want to see some of this cool technology, click Shop Now. You can see the water valve, the uh, sprinkler controls, and a whole lot more. And actually, you can give us a call at 210. 877-1222.
1: All right. And uh, next time we have you on, we'll talk about how to know if your neighbor's dog is pooping in your yard. Wait a minute. Yeah, he can find out. Jim, Jim has uh, solved oh. that problem.
9: <laughs> I'll, you I'll tell you more about that. Any Thanks, sir. All right, have a great
5: day,
1: guys. Thanks. You too. Uh, enjoy talking to you. We're going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. More in a moment on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Lots of great things to save on at Millburgers. And I'm going to tell you about some of my favorites right now. Are you ready to plant fall tomatoes? Well, fall tomatoes are here. And these are the varieties at Millburgers that are recommended for our area, including 602, HM8849, Red Dew, Celebrity. These are Texas superstars like Tycoon or Dwarf Cherry Surprise. And much, much more in the four-and-a-half pots with a well-rooted transplant, just a dollar ninety-nine this week at Mill You'll save on Mexican Bear of Paradise, a Texas superstar. Sanisa is on sale. Texas Sage in the three and five gallon containers now just sixteen eighty-eight. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza on sale in the twelve-inch pot for just nineteen eighty-eight. Thoralis, Angel Trumpet, Variegated Ginger, and more at Mill Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four and Bull Forty Road. On the web at Mill Nursery. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, 210-308-8867. Jerry's answering a question off the air. Uh, Doug's got a question about his lemons. What's going on, Doug? What's the problem with your lemons? Hey, I was
5: wondering. There was a commentary on that. Daniel Sattel, S-I-T-T-E-L, on Google. In our WordPress, it says children are pumped with unhealthy, surrounded, no escapees. A forced marriage...
1: Doug, Doug, is this about your lemon? It doesn't sound about your lemon.
5: Asking ring and forced marriage with
1: our cat. All right. Well, thanks, Doug. All right. Tell us how your lemon does. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Toll free. Eight six six three zero eight eighty eight
3: sixty. Darn lemons are getting controversial. <laughs> they
1: are. I didn't know. Yeah, we've got the, we got the. We've had a lot of lemon questions today. So,
3: well, that uh, it's a worthy topic.
2: Yeah, uh, Myra
3: lemon is a neat thing to grow.
2: Yeah, we, we usually don't have. Uh have that many questions on leaf miners? Yeah. A, yeah, is that where you? It's usually a minor insect. Well, it's, yeah. ah. mm-hmm. well it's, a peak, it's a peak and valley thing. Yeah, the, and you—you noticed the la- the last lady said that they were on that new growth that was coming out. See, they—they—they were—they they re- they like tender leaves.
3: Mm. Well, and I and also she, uh, she, she hadn't watched. Looked real close, but. It sounds like that new, that she's got a few of those new growth branches that have the thorns. You know, thorns, yeah. That's so why I asked her: Did they come from the roots or? So it's an it's kind of an interesting exploration that uh, where why that why those thorns are there.
2: Yeah, my lemon doesn't usually have
3: thorns. No, there. no. You know, if it was Mexican lime. Yeah. Of course, the
1: Mexican lime doesn't have thorns that <laughs> that
3: are that <there. laughs> Oh, yeah. look at here, guys.
1: Yeah, all right. We got Hector on the line. He's gonna take us from lemons to limes. What's going on, Hector?
10: Yeah, I got a question for you all. Uh, I got a Mexican lime tree, but uh, I don't know what variety it is that. Uh, I, I I I planted uh, about five years ago. It it has a lot of limes, but. Uh, Every lime inside, it's got, uh, I don't know, maybe 30 or 40 feet. It doesn't have any juice at all. So I, I don't know what uh, what can I do with that. Uh,
3: is it, is it planted in the ground or is it planted in a cona- cona- container?
10: It, no, in the ground. In the
3: ground. How much you water it?
10: Uh, well, every, every week I water it for i I got a sprinkler system for for 15 minutes, and then during the week, maybe uh, three times a week. Uh, you know, after that, more or less.
3: Well, <laughs> if, if that that should be pl- the, the normal thing is that they uh, just don't get enough enough water. Oh, so, okay. So that that's what I was suspecting containers it's real hard to keep enough water mm-hmm. in the reservoir but also yeah. also in your you know the soil if it was just the sprinkler irrigation that wouldn't provide enough enough water no. deep enough for that to cover so you okay. well, that's that's why a lot of times uh, drip irrigation is, is really better in terms of that production. Is Jerry? Is there any other reason other than the water you can think of that? No. Did
2: you Did you grow it from seed or did you buy it in a container from a nursery?
10: No, I bought it in a container. It was a little little tree already, and and I planted it on the ground, but it okay. was very little. And, and right now it's uh I'll say uh, over ten feet in in tall, you know.
2: Yeah. Well, but, but the fruit is full of seed. Full of seeds. I yeah, I, I <laughs> I'm at a loss to explain that. Uh, usually, it's the variety is the problem. but uh, if it's a if it's a, a grafted tree, is it once you get past the seed, is a is a lemon? Does it taste like? I mean, it's a lime. lime tastes like a lime. The juice. Actually to
10: tell you the truth I haven't even tasted because it doesn't have any juice. <laughs> okay. It's it's almost dry.
2: How to how to tell me what shape the leaves are in? Is it a, uh Oh. also does it have thorns?
10: Yes it does. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Okay. Has thorns. Uh uh-huh. does it have does the leaf have three sections to it? In other words, uh, I, when you look at a leaf, uh, that another, I haven't
10: checked, and and actually I'm driving right now. I cannot, uh, <laughs> I cannot check it right now. But
9: uh, okay, but check yeah, and
2: c- check and see. Jerry. Uh, that yeah. could be a trifoliate uh, rootstock.
3: Yeah, well, Jerry, what Jerry's exploring is there would be a, a a logical answer there. Yeah because uh, that trifolia rootstock is is not a lemon. I mean not a lime. No. And oh
9: okay. Uh,
3: all of those symptoms you described would fit that. Mm-hmm. Plus it, it, would not, or, mm-hmm. it would not it would not produce the kind of lime taste that you want or the production. Yeah,
2: uh, it's pretty bitter the trifolia it is. Top. Oh,
10: okay. Because it's gold. got a lot of uh, a lot of fruit. I mean it's uh right now. Yeah. Probably, I don't know. Maybe 50, 50 uh, limes or whatever they're called.
3: Did they? Um, that, <laughs> do you get the the fruit each year?
10: Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, last year I had uh, probably uh, maybe maybe uh, twelve, and now it's uh, over fifty. Uh huh. And the year before it had less lead than twelve, probably four
3: or five. I'm with I'm with Jerry. If it's tri- if it's trifoliate, that's that's the easy answer. <laughs> if it's not, then I would look I would look at that water penetration okay. and make sure that that water, you know, in our soil, our our soil gets compacted pretty easy. That water could just be penetrating about an inch and not going in there far enough to. Especially in a weather like we've got today, you know, yeah. this spring. But that's not going to solve the seed problem. No, no. Well, so <laughs> Mex- Mexican lime's got some seed, in huh? it? Yeah. So. But he said
2: it's full of seed. Yeah. It, depends it, on it your may def- make it juicier is yeah. what you're saying.
1: Hey, do you want to? we got to we got to take a break in about 30 seconds. Do you want to see if he'll hold on a second or have we ha- No, he's driving. Oh, he's, uh, no,
6: I, he's driving. You oh, you answer. Yeah, well, give us, okay. driving. Okay,
3: good. Yeah, time. give us a call when you f- get some more information too. We'll yeah. Talk to you later. I will. I will
10: right, keep, absolutely. Thank you. Keep much. us
1: informed. Be careful. All right. 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 the number to call to be a part of the show. We're going to take a break. And we're going to come back in just a moment after we get you caught up with the news. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, live at Milburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Boulevard Road, on
0: 9:30 a.m. The- Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, is sponsored by Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery. On 9:30 a.m., the answer. back with Milburgers gardening South Texas once again dr. Jerry Parsons dr. Calvin Finch Milton Glick and your calls on 9:30 a.m the answer
1: and welcome back to Millburger's gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer all right our phone number 210 308 8867 we're live at Millburger's the guys are answering a question off the air so uh, let's see we got someone on the line who wants to pick that up and we'll let uh, this man keep talking. Just let him keep talking to Jerry, Calvin, or what do, what do you think? Um, all right. I, all right, 210-308-8867. Jerry, you keep talking to him, and Calvin, uh, Greg is on the line at 210-308-8867. What's going on, Greg? Hi, thanks for taking my call. I have a Vitex that's about
5: 15 feet tall, and it's been living on its own, no watering or anything for quite some time but it's gotten a bit straggly and i wanted to know how do i prune it and when do i prune it can i take a significant portion off or should i just prune a small amount at a time
3: what is it again vitex vitex well you're not you you can prune it anytime that you won't kill it but um generally we prune them after it blooms um how how old is it? Is it there for been there forever?
0: It's been there for the
5: 20 years that I've lived okay. in the house and it was there before we got there.
3: Okay. Uh so you so you're less worried about you're not worried about it reducing the bloom. You're worried about the the structure and all that. Yeah,
5: I
4: just want to make it a little shapely. It looks kind of straggly.
3: Thanks. Yeah, um then you can you got you can do it now if you if you uh, want to or you could do it you could do it in the in the in the winter time too uh, one of the management practices on Vitex is that you know the really to prune back the the blooms is that is there any any advantage to waiting for you or
5: I can wait I just don't know how to do it
3: oh Um Mm. I was going like to say, yeah, yeah, There's lo- There's lots of there's lots of examples of pruning peach trees and roses and things on uh, PlantAnswers.com. But th- I, I would do it. Uh, let's see. You mi- you might you might uh, do, You you can can you uh, do you have a, a vision of of what? You want it to look like?
5: Well, I was thinking about taking maybe a third of it off to try to bring it to, you know, to, to remove all the leggy
6: pieces.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, a third, a third is a good target because you're not you're not going to uh, stress it too much. Um, so that that's a good target. Kind of, kind of, yeah, kind of have a plan in your mind and then limit it to one third of the. Of the these stems, I mean the branches, and uh, and you you should have good luck then, and you can do it in the wintertime. Yeah, you could do it in the wintertime. In a pinch, you could do it now, but it'd be it's less it's less stress on the on the plant in the wintertime. Okay, thank you very much. All right, yeah, good thanks. luck. Sounds good. Thanks, good,
1: Greg. Like, good plan. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Do you all want to go into the, the situation that he had and talk about it? Or? No,
2: because we couldn't answer it.
1: Oh, no. Okay, well, <laughs> just, just make up something you could answer it. Nobody knows. Um,
2: <laughs> well, he had he had uh, some sap, I guess. Oh, coming, that's right. Coming, coming out of a citrus tree. And... Uh, he said, when I first asked him, was there a hole behind it? Did he see any type of opening, uh, like a hole? And I, that, that would indicate there's bores in it. And uh, he said, no. <laughs> then I asked him, was there a split in the bark where that uh, uh, ooze was coming out? And uh, he said, no split. Hmm. Well, I told him it had to be coming out of some orifice some some opening and uh, <laughs> I talked to him for about ten minutes and then after the
1: at the end of it,
2: he said he'd go home go back to the house looked, and, look, and look at it closer r- yeah. yeah
1: could he take a picture? maybe if he brought a picture with him
2: ma- I made it a little small i yeah. I told him if that was a peach
3: tree. That's, uh, that, that was bacterial exactly character. what I was thinking about. <laughs> and la- last week, Neil had a, a question about the peach tree showing a symptom. And yeah. uh, it surprised me. Now, on a peach tree here in San Antonio, we wouldn't expect that usually to be a borer. We'd expect right. it to be a bacterial canker, right. which is real common. Yeah, well, in fact, we, we expect... Our peach trees to last just a few years and then they get killed by bacterial yeah. canker. But an orange tree has got a lo- much longer life. Yeah, and a uh, I've never heard of it on an
2: orange tree. That, and uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the South Texas peach industry was wiped out by bacterial canker. Yeah. Hmm. I know they had a big orchard in uh, around Somerset, big peach orchard. Because they were gonna have the first peaches of the of the of the nation here
3: uh-huh and, yeah. uh,
2: they they could have done that if the tree would have stayed alive but uh i
3: wiped them out all of them so it's uh so they uh, you know the other thing is that uh that we see a lot of both on peaches and I was trying to think of if we see it on citrus not as much because they're the yeah well is the bur- is the sunburn? Yeah, that's true Pe- Peaches, but if he d- had done some pruning and everything, he may have may have ended that's up with true. the burn. That's true. We
2: overlooked that part. That burn. And and he said he had done some pruning on it. Yeah, that that could have been. So the I bet cure. you that's what it is. Yeah, because it, it spread from about the middle of the tree up the tree, which is what pruning a sunscald would do.
3: Yeah. Well, and, uh, it's lucky it's an orange, probably, the orange tree will probably deal with it.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Whereas I, a
3: peach tree uh, would, uh, you'd uh, eventually <laughs> expect that to really be affected.
2: And I, I know I made some points with the nursery because I told him that everything he had there wasn't going to do any good. So he took it back. Oh, no. <laughs> but but I, that, we deal with truth on this program.
3: Well, and that, that's true. What Jerry talking about here, here? We, we had a that symptom was uh, probably we expected it to be some kind of either a borer or a bacterial tanker, and yeah. and he mostly had fertilizers. Yeah, which fertilizers. <laughs> and that's the nor that's a normal reaction. Is well, I've got a problem with my tree. I'm gonna fertilize it, mm-hmm. and that, that, that that's rarely. Uh, addresses the issue. but I
2: bet that sun skull is uh, is the answer Because we have, we pr- it's very critical when you prune in citrus uh, I know when we pr- uh, pruned ours out in uh, in Uvalde where our uh, test orchard is we uh, would uh, we, we tried to find a, a, a period of time where it wasn't gonna fr- uh, frost anymore, hard frost anymore, because that new when you prune it, it's gonna shoot out new growth, uh-huh. and uh, also it where, where a period of time where it would have plenty of time to cover
3: the areas that we had pruned. And in fact, on peach trees, we talk about that. Uh, what do we call that? a Messy trunk or which trashy trunk. trashy trunk yeah we try to leave <laughs> we try to leave some small stems and leaves on there so that protect yeah. protect that that trunk
2: yeah sunscall does a lot more damage than we give it credit to for i i became familiar with sunscall on apples in the north and uh guess what side of the tree was always on South side. I uh, know yeah. <laughs> that is. <laughs> where, where the sun would warm it in the early spring, would warm that bark up on that side of the tree, and then when the next cold snap came, it would kill the bark, uh, damage the bark. But I, I assume we don't have much of that down here. Ours is just direct sun skull.
3: Yeah. Well, let's see. Peaches, real common. Even uh, Texas red oak. Yeah. Quite often I see that in the uh, yeah. sun's cold.
2: Cool. Now, I get,
3: getting back to the
2: other question, uh, <laughs> uh, that lady with the tomatoes, uh, that, that all turn the yeah. same color. The idea that they all changed at once doesn't sound like a... It doesn't sound right. like a... Uh, oh. I was thinking it might be spider mites with all this hot weather we're having. And uh, we're talking about uh, uh, the spider mites uh, at this time of the year doubling their population. Every three days. Yeah, every few days, every couple of days. So if you got a million, you're going to have two million tomorrow well yeah. every every they reproduce uh, and mature eggs in
3: three days you also have hundred degree heat hot soil so that plant is this time of year is under a lot of stress oh yeah so its ability to fight off anything is pretty limited that's hmm. another another good reason to you know start over with your fall yep. fall crop.
2: I always so, say spider mites did more for fall gardening than anything we could have ever done.
1: We have Wood on the line at 210 308 8867. 210 308 8867. Wood, welcome to Milburgers Gardening South. Woody, I'm sorry. Welcome <laughs> to Milberger's Gardening South, Texas. How you doing today?
9: Uh, good. Long time, first time. Oh, well, good. It's Anyhow, I got I got a plum tree and and it produces a lot of fruit and it's about fifteen feet high. And since everybody's talking about pruning, I was just wondering when do I can I prune that now and um, how much how aggressively do I cut that back? I think it's a Mexican plum. They're kind of orangish and they're really sweet. They're good fruit, um, but the tree needs to be the tree is just getting kind of out of control.
2: Is it, is it the limbs cl- uh, tied together, or what do you mean by out of control? Tall, too tall, or?
9: Yeah, it's just too tall, and it's going over uh, a deck that I don't want it over anymore, and I okay. want um I'm going to, have to trim some. It's got an elm tree up over it, so it shades it. So it's trying to get yeah. sun over a pool deck, so I need to cut it back. I Also, need to trim off some of the elm tree so I can get some sun to it as well.
2: Okay.
3: But it's it, it, it very,
9: it It produces really well in the spring.
3: Okay, in the spring. Well, that, if it's a Mexican plum, it should have fruit on it right now. So no, I don't so think it's, it's, it's probably a, a Mexican plum, yeah. Yeah, He's
9: it doesn't have fruit on it now.
3: Yeah, would you, what color was the fruit? He said it was yellow.
2: Yellow. So Santa Rosa? Kind of yellow. Santa Rosa.
3: Santa Rosa, Yellow yeah. gorgeous. Well, you'd, you normally would prune that... In the wintertime, uh, February, just before the new growth, like February.
9: All right. That's the and best thing to... for
3: the the plant. Okay. And there's uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of information on PlantAnswers.com on uh, the pruning fruit trees. Yeah, we
2: usually don't. We talk about pruning peaches all the time. But uh, plum trees are kind of, if you are really not pruned that much, uh, you just thin the thin the thick growth thin out. Get the dead
3: branches. The yeah,
2: dead branches and yeah. thick growth and inconvenient branches. That's it.
3: And oh, kind of ah, f- open it up just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. But
2: nothing, it nothing as too. severe yeah. as a peaches.
3: Now you All could, right. you know, if that if that was a a structural kind of thing. I don't know that 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 might it's going to stress the plant a bit, but uh, but if you had some real problem branches, you could could cut them now. Yeah. But uh, the best the best thing if you're going to do a lot of cutting you would be in February. Okay.
9: All right, well thank you very much.
1: Good luck. All right, thanks. 210-308-8867 210-308-8867 toll free it's 866-308-8867 let's take a break while we do you give us a call home be a part of the show we have more of Milburgers gardening south texas coming up on nine thirty a.m the answer Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Lots of great things to save on at Milburgers, and I'm gonna tell you about some of my favorites right now are you ready to plant fall tomatoes well fall tomatoes are here and these are the varieties at mill burgers that are recommended for our area including 602 hm 8849 red deuce celebrity these are texas superstars like tycoon or dwarf cherry surprise and much much more in the four and a half pots with a well-rooted transplant just a dollar 99 this week at mill burgers you'll save on mexican beard of paradise a texas superstar Star. Sanisa is on sale. Texas Sage in the 3- and 5-gallon containers, now just 16 88 You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza on sale in the 12-inch pot for just 19 dollars Thoralis, Angel Trumpet, Variegated Ginger, and more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Forty Road, on the web at nursery.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. But here's another number for you, 210-656-3721. That's the name for Spider... That's the number, rather, for Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. I called Warren, I think, on uh, on Tuesday and was uh, we just talking, and we were. Uh, um, I asked him kind of what folks are noticing. He said he's getting termite calls every day, so folks must be noticing a lot of termite action. Must be swarming. Maybe so, um, because that uh, was—I did some research online, and that was the real way. There were other indicators that you might have them, like the trails, or uh, you were joking about the picture falling off the (laughs) wall—that you got them at that point. A lot of people have said said that, but the swarming was the big one.
3: Well, and and fire ants are moving.
1: Oh, are they really? So,
3: if you see fire, you know you see fire ant eggs and fire ants, or you see uh, other other varieties of ants too. You say, "Hmm, I better have this examined to make sure they're not termites."
2: Yeah. Well, the what you know, the one way you can tell the difference between fire ants and termites you bite you? stick your finger
1: wow. in there. Yeah. This is a, or or a, are you can wiggle it around. If you don't want to do that, I bet that they can they can tell you that <laughs> Spider-Man, Spider-Man has trained. Yeah, it's one
3: advantage of having little kids <laughs> still at home. Oh, you know, a, you can have them get you
1: All are horrible. Sticky. Look, don't have your little kids do it. Don't you do it. Call Spider-Man, Warren Remy. He'll do it. Actually, what he'll do is he knows he's trained. He can tell the difference. He also said fleas were. He doesn't we're, stick uh, his finger in there. He does not. He has other more scientific methods than the Is finger sticking. Mine's
2: down. pretty scientific.
1: Is it? You've you, 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 been right yeah. a hundred percent of the time. Wow! All right. I don't know how he does it. Just trust (laughs) Spider-Man, Warren, Remy, and Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control to get rid of those termites. uh, 210-656-3721. We'll talk more about fleas, which he says are a big issue as well. All right, that's uh, 210-656-3721 or GoSpiderManPest.com. GoSpiderManPest.com. Trace is
3: probably really disappointed he missed the termite talk.
11: I, I heard there. enough of it where Jerry said, stick your finger down in the mouth. <laughs> uh, uh, that was to
1: find out if you had fire ants. So
11: I, I had to come over with that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't recommend that either? I don't recommend that. Well, well uh, and
1: also, the views that, of Jerry that, are God purely Hall. his own and do not ref- reflect those I've of done Milberger's that on TV. answer. I've
2: done that several times on TV. Well, good for you. Oh, we're glad. It's, it's okay. Uh, who, we we who? do not recommend this. <laughs> who was the. Uh, we'll, we'll move on. The uh, Commissioner of Agriculture that let the. The ant bite him? No, how?
1: Yeah, uh, fire ant bites he, hurt. I think he
2: got. He didn't get voted
1: in last. Time, that, last that would. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, your opponent might take that and say, you know, if you're anyway. Trace, how are you? What's happening?
11: I'm okay. I just had to come up with it when I heard that. Uh. All right. <laughs> Make sure he didn't say anything else. On
1: Thank you. I pre- pre- appreciate that. Hey Trace, what, so what do you do? Uh, those,
3: those cannons are knockouts. Yeah,
1: we've been admiring them. Yeah, that yellow one.
3: Yeah, we, uh, pretty yellow.
11: Well, there was actually three colors when they came in.
3: Yeah, and, oh. they, and they're already gone? What were the other colors? Uh, I guess... I say red and orange? Yeah, it was... I was. can't believe that they they must have been spectacular if they have left those. They, we they all, these they are all nice. were about the same height, all
11: had pretty leaves,
3: and just a different bloom. Huh. And yeah. the, the caterpillars hadn't uh, ravished them, so... so haven't,
11: they haven't been here long enough.
2: For the sake of education... I, no dear. I have picked two leaves off your Bugmancius. Tell me you're not going to eat them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you can eat them. But what's the difference in these two leaves?
11: Well, they're probably two different varieties. Notches. Yeah,
2: it's two different yep. varieties. One how has can you a, tell is, by
11: the leaves? Well, one is serrated and there one there you is go. not.
2: The one that has serration or little uh, points along the deal. Is, is yellow. Is, is uh, Charles Gravaldi. Okay. The ones that are smooth are pink. Huh. It should be white. Oh, white. Pink or white. So, uh, see, you can impress people.
1: Yellow. So, yeah. <laughs> Let me see the other one. So. Hang on. So. Um, hold on. Pink or or white. There you go. Wow. So, so what so, I hear
11: is he's going to be buying two angels trumpets because he's, he's already, defoliating.
2: Yeah, <laughs> defoliating?
1: You got. You finally got him to stop eating the day lilies, <laughs> and now he's picking the leaves off the, off the yeah, stuff. I
2: knew I was going to get into a
1: lot of discussion
2: when when I picked those leaves.
1: And we'll have you know, it's always funny. I, I, I. I I'll, I'd love to take credit as a marketer, but I probably can't. But as soon as Calvin finished talking about the the cannas, someone walked over and picked one and <laughs> put it in the basket. So I'm sure that was Calvin that influenced them. But do you, re- you remember the. That's true, the Fanic flocks. Oh, God, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, that was amazing. We, 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 I think we had it, we really talked about it for the first time. And there were, you know, you have the. People can't see, but there are rows of. Uh, of um, perennials perpendicular to the porch, and we were talking about it and its fragrance and how well it does. in yeah. Texas, uh, how
3: oh, it reminded me of lilacs, yeah, in Minnesota. This fragrance, next thing we know, there are people asking us,
1: Where's that? Lilac? Yeah, and actually, they did. I, I just heard you talking about it. Where is it? Where is it? So maybe, uh, maybe I should take more credit, anyway. Yeah, that was funny because I think you ran out, uh, but anyway, All right.
3: yeah, but they are, uh. What where, what happens? When do we get those in uh, the market again?
11: Well, historically, right about now, but because um, they're the, blooming the, of a storm, the growing right? operations are are so far behind. Yeah.
3: So if you get if well, you have,
11: and my assumption is that's something that they would have planted back in uh, March when they may not have even thought whether they were going to be open or closed.
3: No.
1: All right, What's Calvin. Up? Do you want to help him yeah. real quick? And then and Trace, you have a couple things on sale that you don't normally have on sale. You want to talk about them?
11: Uh, yeah, but you to have to remind me. Uh, all right, uh, let let all me... these ads are getting jumbled up. Oh, are they? My, okay, mind. hang
1: on. Um, no, you. Can't. All right. Well,
11: while you're doing that, let me address the first one. Okay. So we, I ordered about 50 flats of four and a half inch tomatoes, and when they showed up. I had to send them back. Oh no. So I turned back around. I do not have the four and a half inch pots of tomatoes. Okay. And it would have been a disservice to the customers to to have kept that stock. So we did give them in six packs. So six packs are two ninety-nine.
1: Okay. So all you got was two inch, two and a half inch.
11: That's a, that's all I could get that wasn't affected. Right. Yeah,
1: that wasn't gonna be the the customer wasn't gonna get burned on. Yep. Good, Trace, that's great. I'm glad you brought that up. Hey, uh, Variegated Ginger, yeah. is that the one that you talked about that last week? That's the one that Jerry even likes.
2: Yeah. I love that one. And I got those uh, uh, Bergmasias on sale, too.
11: Right, and we've done that for, we've done the ginger before. And the other one that's kind of new, we've only done once or twice, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, citronillas. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who don't know, that's a scented geranium that has the citronella fragrance. Uh, Beautiful
2: flowers, right? It
11: has a little tiny <laughs> pink flower. Uh, unlike our Facebook, they apparently got a uh, red real geranium blooming there, and I tried to get it corrected, but they didn't correct it yet. <laughs> um, I think that's it new, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think so, too. Ah, then, ah, ah, uh, what, what else? What else?
11: New, this is our third, so second annual Yeah, Uh, fountains.
1: I was going to just ask you about that.
11: Fountains are on sale.
1: The decorative concrete fountain inventory reduction sale, 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 sale. They've gone crazy, crazy, crazy here at Millburgers and fountains. No. And remember, Calvin says we sold quite a few.
11: We sold two today. (laughs)
1: Did you? Well, it's a good deal. read it off, I'll read it. Well, save twenty to fifty percent on all concrete fountains in stock, pumps included. Limited to stock on hand. No special orders. Regular price fountains twenty to fifty percent off. Wow!
11: So they're all twenty percent off, and then there's a select few oh, okay. that are forty, and a select few that are fifty.
1: Wow, that's
3: great. Yep. I have, gosh, I hope we don't sell this one. Right? <laughs> wait, this—I
11: this. I can't wait for that one to go. <laughs> oh, okay.
2: And Calvin says in his this week in the garden section that the uh, the hot dry weather makes it important to provide water for birds and other wildlife. Bird baths work well and are easy to use in terms of rinsing and refilling and to observe the many birds that will use the water.
11: Well this one actually is perfect for that so it's a fountain but it's a such a slow water trickle that the top is almost like a bird bath. And the yeah. birds love it. I mean, we see yeah, every yeah.
2: time. We have. To we show. watched but, it all the time. But, Calvin, that
11: that, that, that actually preceded me being here. Um, and that rock is so heavy.
6: Oh. <laughs>
11: it, it took like three of us and a walk behind Bobcat to set this one up. Oh, oh wow. So
3: that's a real rock.
11: That is a real rock. Huh. And yeah. somewhere, somewhere around here, there's a top half to it, too. So it could have been, it, we turned it into two, but it could have been one even bigger.
3: Hmm. Well, this yeah, this thing it fits is, right on top. Uh, Trace is right. This is uh, kind of an ideal situation for the birds. You got that running water. It's shallow, cause, so they bathe in it. And we see uh, several species uh, of birds oh, yeah. every day. That when when, when we're we we had the
1: hummingbird last week that was fluttering around it. And yeah, and
3: we had uh, titmice. I like and, that word. Uh, <laughs> fluttering. Yeah, fluttering. Thank
2: I <laughs> I don't see numerous birds around it, like like in the bird bath. Well, there's a lot.
11: There's a lot of people. Yeah, well, birds are a little skittish.
2: (laughs) But in my my bird
3: bath, I broke out
11: my thesaurus, too. Yeah, good for you. (laughs) Yeah,
3: Yeah, you you know fluttering skittish birds. Can you imagine? Can you imagine Mm -hmm. birds getting real close to Jerry when he's talking about his his tragic? Childhood and, <laughs> and how many
1: how many birds he shot with a yeah. gun and
3: we how, had what a good shot he is we <laughs> actually did
1: it's it's been studied we've done a count we had a lot more birds that hung around us before Jerry told of his uh, last week of his sparrow I'm
3: wiping
2: out sparrows yeah
1: short stories I never did get them wiped out though yeah uh,
2: and good news Trace. So I always like the, news. Uh, the you know I always evaluate the uh, nursery for bloom what's blooming the best and thralis is bloom. yeah still in bloom and it's had it for the, six for, weeks. The, for the for for yeah six weeks. and the deer won't eat it. Is it on sale this week uh, I don't know I think
1: I think it is hang on I'm checking yeah, what is that, It right there? Yep, there it is, there. yeah. Showers of gold, and uh, that's, number three pot, now 1988.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you're keeping that on the market because a lot of people don't realize that thing blooms as much as it does, and it's also deer-resistant.
3: Well, and it's one of those plants that you can call, it's in full bloom here at the nursery, you can take it home. Transplant it; it'll never it, quit yeah, blooming. Yeah, and the, the same day, you may have hummingbirds there, you may have butterflies there. Yeah, it doesn't miss a
2: doesn't miss a step. And uh, but the winner, the, the winner of this uh, week's uh, Jerry Pixum is a gold star Esperanza out there. Lord have mercy! You can't drop a nickel between the blooms in the in a in that display, and he just, uh, he is just is a, drives fun. us crazy with that. <laughs> A That's a plant, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Do you think,
1: you'd think it was a zinia. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of those. And uh, and and ca- ca- the good news is, Calvin says that they're deer resistant.
3: In my neighborhood, they so, are definitely so are. So
2: Forrest Appleton is now leaving the house to come up here and uh, <laughs> beat Calvin with a, a, a golf club.
11: I was going to say, it needs to be at least six feet long. So it's going to be a long stick. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs>
2: but anyway, there's a. When, when, when are hitting pretty.
1: Calvin with a stick for us, please practice social distancing.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> and I also
2: saw uh, walking up that there's another uh, Flames of Fire or. Fly, pride's. Uh, that's a. a, a Kind of orange. Isn't it a kind of burnt orange? It, it is. Oh. It,
11: it's one of those plants. We've talked about that. In fact, that yeah. was a, that was a, that was a plant item, of the weekend. Yeah, like a couple of years ago. Yeah. So it, <laughs> a couple it, of years it's, ago. it's really popular around football season.
2: Yeah. Because right now yeah. it's orange. I bet it'd go good with pumpkins, wouldn't it?
11: Well, we, we sold a lot of them for then. But as the days get shorter for fall, the blooms change. It won't be orange anymore. What they'll be they?
3: they'll be Aggie maroon. And huh.
2: so, what what does that tell you, Trey?
3: It tells you that there was bred, that, bred that, by an Aggie.
2: Yeah, the Aggies always wow. win. <sighs> but
3: the horns were first.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. But anyway, and, I, and that plant looks more compact. That it doesn't too. get as
11: big. Yeah, I think it's four foot. Yeah, give or take.
2: And I believe that came out of some plants uh, that we took to uh, uh, Arizona.
11: Well, The first time I saw it, it was out of that, that company in Arizona.
2: Yeah. Um, uh, they use, uh, George Hull, who's passed away now, of course, uh, did that breeding.
11: Uh, Green, Greenleaf picked it up, and they do an excellent job with it.
2: Yeah. It's good. It's, it's, and that color, good. The blooms are not anything compared but, to Gold star, But well, uh, you're,
3: and then if you're, as long as we're mentioning that, all of those in that same league is the, the pride of Barbados. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're out there in the community. They're blooming up a storm. He, those here in the nursery are just starting to bloom. So you get, you're gonna. They're another one that's not gonna miss a step. Yeah.
1: We and, see them when we go on our walks and yeah. where they've uh, been allowed to just grow up. Uh, and oftentimes, I don't know if this is recommended or not, but oftentimes we see them on uh, the areas between the uh, the sidewalk and the road. Yeah, yeah,
2: so they grow and in very they, tough they conditions.
1: Yeah, they it's, seem to be able to. So
11: some of the yeah. nicest ones I've seen uh, are planted with yuccas and uh, oh yeah,
3: oh yeah, and the uh, firecracker fern. Quite, fire. quite hmm. often, you'll see a butterfly or hummingbird around them.
2: Yeah. Here, yeah, did you get? Did you sell all those red? Uh, what do they call it? Traffic stop? Uh, uh, I, think, I think
11: there's still a few in the back.
2: Yeah, uh, you had them up here at the front, right? When, there, when right. they were
11: blooming, yeah, he brought brought them up yeah. here.
2: but that that that's a good new plant. Stay,
11: stays a little shorter than the regular red yucca, but by it's, God, it's actually it's, red.
3: It is red. It's big time red. So do we have? Uh, um, Queen's Crown, the the Coral Vine. We have that Uh, red one. Last time
11: I was back there, there was three or four of the red ones, but I'm not sure they're still there. Okay,
3: because I, you know, Jerry in the past, we mentioned that what a spectacular pollinator plant they are. Oh yeah. And I was, I've got one that's, despite my fighting, (laughs) (laughs) trying to get rid of it, my yard has come up a side along the fence, and I went out, I was going out there to deal with it, and. I just wow! It was attractive. Plus, it was loaded with uh, bees and butterflies and hummingbirds. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's it's if you it must it, have a lot of nectar. It? Yeah, yeah, good nectar. If you're looking for a plant to to really ha- have help meet the needs of the the bees and the other pollinators, that's a that's a good one. And then we got that that red version. Uh, I don't know if it's a I Fandango. Was ima- yeah, imagine. Fandango. Imagine it's a little less aggressive than the pink version. No, I don't think so. But it's <laughs> uh, it's really a nice color. Yeah. And then they, the only the saving grace is in, in in terms of not taking over your neighborhood is that they they retreat when the cold weather comes. Yep. will
11: yeah. freeze all the way back to the ground. Yeah. Go in with a pair of shears, uh, pull it off the trellis. My, my wife actually, once she gets it off, then she just mows over it. Yeah, and our mower picks it up.
2: Hmm. Yeah, it's very uh, brittle. Uh, funny thing about that uh, pride of Barbados, Milton was talking about walking all around and seeing them everywhere blooming them. Uh, a few years back, uh, the problem with pride of Barbados is they don't sell well until they bloom, and so I had this wonderful idea that. Uh, that I was going to have some kind of uh, growth, uh, growth thing, uh method with the people in Arizona uh, that grow a lot of pride
3: of Barbados. So an airplane would fly in with the ones no. in bloom.
2: <laughs> they would they would grow them there and bring them into bloom, then truck them to our local hotel nursery. Yeah,
11: 30 tank. years ago we did that. Yeah, yeah. We brought them. We brought them in for their because uh, we can get them blooming in like late April. Early yeah, May. yeah.
2: They bloom a lot earlier out in Arizona, but <laughs> when I was suggesting that, the people in Arizona said, "Are you serious?" Said we don't. We hardly sell that anymore. And I said, "What? What for?" Said because everybody in this state had them all the wall in their landscapes. <laughs> and I don't guess they She sure freeze back down there there's in, in Arizona. But he, he said they they were so <laughs> popular that they just popularized themselves right off the market.
3: A little bit like our Nandinas did 30 yeah. years ago.
2: Yeah. But uh, they're a good plant. And Milton, I hope you're not marking the plants to get seed off of. Don't be coming and telling me
1: that no, you got I've, the seed. I've, I've listened to enough shows where people have called in with <laughs> that same question. And uh,
2: the the little the, they they're filling up with uh, seed pods, and so uh, no, you cannot or should not eat the seed. It's not a snap bean. It's a <laughs> it's a tropical plant, and uh, I know you should not uh, grow them from seed. Try to grow them from seed because it'll take a year or two, at least two years, to bloom them.
3: Grace do you want to give us a report on the tomato situation?
11: Uh, well, you got six-packs.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, lots of, uh, most got, of the, most we the got varieties? We have
11: good selection, uh, Celebrity, Tycoon, uh, this year's Rodeo Tomato, and then some odds and ends uh, good. to fill in around the gaps.
3: Have we got any one-gallons left?
11: Nope. Uh, maybe next week, but I doubt it.
2: Yeah. Uh, the and and we were talking earlier uh, because of this hot weather that may be a blessing in disguise for them for people to pot those up and in containers and keep them in a the shaded area because Calvin always uh, notices that uh, when you take take the tomatoes and they get big in this kind of hot weather the leaves get funky looking yeah, like get, they got a virus.
3: That's right and uh, of course we, we can tell when they, they're at that state in our gardens out there we get these calls Oh you know. yeah. Yeah what is explain what's this <laughs> happening on
2: So yeah. that, that may maybe this potting uh, them up situation and they're much more much easier to get established. Yeah. But and the ge- just remember, it's it's still July. Yeah, I'll, and I'll, uh, we we used to make August fifteenth the time we really started promoting tomatoes. Well,
3: mm. and it's also we uh, have to keep reminding people that even even in that kind of a situation where they have those le- leaves have thinned out, we've got a, generally got a lot of root growth.
2: Sometimes. Oh, yeah, and Good the time.
3: minute the the evening temperatures cool down a little bit we see those bran- we see those leaves that spread that's out it's we weird how quickly they yeah. respond two or three days and you wouldn't you know it's like it's a completely different plant Yeah. You know.
1: all right uh, you want to hang with us uh, tom's got a tomato question trace you want to hang with us a sec i'll try all right tom welcome to millburger's gardening south texas thanks for calling 210-308-8867 what's going on
11: Hey, guys,
5: I just heard you all say you have tomatoes in. I was there this morning and didn't see a one. So
11: do you have tomatoes now? We had them this morning. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're not where we normally keep them. Since these are in the little two-inch peat pots, uh, rather than trying to water them four or five times a day, we, we have them in the shade. Oh, really? <laughs> I yeah. guess I should have asked. <laughs> yeah, them. They- I just went to where you always have them,
5: where all the uh, herbs are. Well, if, I, if I'd have
11: gotten in the size that we were supposed to get, that's where they would have been. But uh, I for couldn't I couldn't get that size, so uh, the six-packs, we just felt it better for everybody around if we put them in the shade.
3: Sorry that we okay. didn't uh, catch her there. Well, <laughs> that's you there. Sorry about that, we them got it
9: right
3: okay. Yeah, come on oh, back.
11: I'm looking at about uh, 30 flats, give or take, maybe oh, maybe more. Awesome. That's, that's right,
2: 3,000 flats, right?
1: Okay, that's cool. so a lot of fun. Right, we too. need about nah. a half a
9: dozen.
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Thanks, well, Tom. Not, not all right, fair. we're good. Oh, okay. Uh, we're going to trace anything else we need to break before we go take a break.
11: Nope. I don't think that's got it.
1: All right. Well, I'm glad we got you up here. Well, have we Now we know what triggers you to, to come running up. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, Anytime I hear Jerry <laughs> saying something <laughs> off the wall. Uh, oh, oh, dear. Well, man, you're, you're not going to get anywhere. Spent a lot of time up I've here. I've done that on
2: TV, man. I mean, that is great right, do still well, invite you back? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're
1: going to take a break and come back in a moment. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Burgers Gardening, South Texas, coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. Lots of great things to save on at Millburgers, and I'm going to tell you about some of my favorites right now. Are you ready to plant fall tomatoes? Well, fall tomatoes are here, and these are the varieties at Millburgers that are recommended for our area, including 602, HM8849, Red Deuce, Celebrity. These are Texas superstars like Tycoon or Dwarf Cherry Surprise, and much, much more in the four-and-a-half pots with a well Rooted transplant, just a dollar ninety nine. This week at Mill Burgers, you'll save on Mexican Berard of Paradise, a Texas superstar. Sanisa is on sale. Texas Sage in the three and five gallon containers now just sixteen eighty eight. You'll save on Gold Star Esperanza on sale in the twelve inch pot for just nineteen eighty eight. Theralis, angel trumpet, variegated ginger, and more. At Millburger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Forty Road. On the web at millburgernursery.com. And welcome back to Millburger's Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m. The Answer all right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. All right, and uh, we encourage you to give us a call. Let's talk gardening with you and um, see what's going on in your gardening world. Were you finished berating, Calvin? I can't remember.
2: No, oh, no.
1: No, I'm, I didn't mean to remind you. Though. I just,
2: I just, Thanks, didn't wa- Milton. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I just didn't want to, you know, uh, use all the good stuff. Yeah, okay. I don't get the great, Calvin very much. Uh, I, I look hard for things. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he did have a... He, he stepped out, I, and I, I looked over it a couple of times, and I didn't see his, our comment that we always make about in some neighborhoods. Mm. So... Uh, there are a few in he, there. He, he, he's, a, he's open to... Uh, So if you've got a plant that I'm getting ready to talk about that the deer did eat, please call and talk to Calvin. Okay. (laughs) Now, Forrest Appleton has, of course, he's the formulator of our deer-resistant list that's on plantanswers.com, with a disclaimer (laughs) before he even gets started making a list uh, about what Calvin talked about, uh, that browsing is not the only threat <laughs> on, on his article today, in today's paper. If, if, ru- if rubbing breaks through the smooth, thin bark on young trees, the damage can be permanent. permanent. The tree will never achieve its growth rate potential.
3: Yeah, the buck's really look, looking good this spring.
2: Yeah. and
3: uh, Well, it's summer. right? This is not spring, is it?
2: We were talking about burgbranthia earlier. I've seen them rub on burgbranthia. And that's supposed to be, every piece of it's supposed to be poisonous. Yeah. And deer won't eat it.
3: Texas mountain laurel. They but do they're, yeah,
2: they'll they're rub on it. And Forrest went into a lot of explanation about that. Uh, it's on plantanswers.com on the uh, information index under PEST, P-E-S-T-S.
3: And it's a good idea to kind of compare, because there may be some plants that Forrest has identified that that I didn't list, and then there's uh, undoubtedly there's some that he has had experience with or or somebody has reported that are eating a plant in their particular neighborhood.
2: Most most of the plants <laughs> that I've wanted to test has been in his fenced backyard, and so I've always told him, "Please let me know when you're going out of town, so I can open the gate and test these plants for <laughs> the deer and see if the deer eat them or not." But he won't go along with that. Hmm. But uh, anyway, the. Uh, uh, he, talk, he talks about rubbing on them and stomping on them. And with that said, I'm going to mention again, we'll be every week, week, every day, that they will not eat vinca, periwinkle. And now is the ideal time to plant vinca and periwinkle? Uh, so, see. so it
3: almost sounds like Jerry's uh, deer-proof list is one plant long. Yeah. <laughs> is that vinca? Yeah.
1: Maybe Thoralis. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, uh, that's
3: true. Yes, Thorellis.
2: But anyway, Vinca's not on sale this week. Nope. But they've got a a beautiful, beautiful uh, array or selection of, of Vinca.
3: Yeah, and this this is uh, you know, and I've kind of bypassed it in the past years, but I'm using it this year in, in small containers in full sun, and uh, it just uh, it looks spectacular out Vinca? there. Vinca? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah, you've one plant. And it's uh, you know it, it, these are these are uh, pl- uh containers that uh, the even the moss roses don't last very long. But if uh, you know if you give the of water every other day, yeah, they just stand up there straight with a bold color that red is especially yeah. showing. You
2: can wilt it w- you can wilt it down pretty much and it'll come back.
3: Yeah, it's a that's so, a, and yeah. still
2: be blooming the next yeah. day.
3: Gives you another option for full sun. Yeah.
2: The, uh, <laughs> the, uh, let's see, the, uh, Calvin says deer will not eat most shade trees. But if they're short enough for deer to reach, if they even if they're short enough for deer to reach, to protect them, put a sturdy fence five feet tall and six feet around the newly planted tree. The fence will protect the foliage and stems and also prevent bucks from rubbing their antlers on the trunk. And,
1: uh, hello, do you have a question? Come on. Salvia. Uh,
3: what, what, what about it?
1: Did you want to come on the air? <laughs> Is that All right, well, Calvin can answer it for you. Go ahead. Go ahead, Jerry. We okay. got a couple of minutes left. Jerry, Jerry, huh? Did I lose you? No, come. So you keep going. Let Calvin talk okay. here.
2: uh I, For those who uh, don't know this, I've got on my new hearing aids. I know you can hear. And when those kids making that noise out there got uh, my attention. Oh, okay. I used not to be able to hear them. Oh, okay. <laughs> just like I told my daughter, I can I can hear oh, most a, a most uh, noises, but uh, when she talks you real just tell, loud, I you, can't hear her. How odd, but you know. That's yeah, weird. Uh, among the medium-sized trees and large shrubs that deer pass up is Mexican plum, Wee Satch, Pomegranate, Texas mountain laurel, Verbenum. Tinus. Tiness. And standard yopon. So you didn't put didn't you have you had dwarf yopon pond somewhere, didn't you? Had what? Dwarf Yopon. Um uh, uh Texas Mountain rubber I think so, yeah, I think I did have grass should not, not have a should probably have an asterisk because it appears that deer do not eat the foliage but they sometimes consume the blooms and fruit they can re- eat reach so uh <laughs> i guess so but uh people are growing more and more
3: pomegranate yeah in my neighborhood they don't uh, seem to bother you can no. tell in a neighborhood with deer where you got you look at the plants that have naturalized mm-hmm. and that indicates that the plant that the deer will pass up and mine it's you know mexican honeysuckle and <laughs> pomegranate and uh, yeah uh, lots of for so
2: medium sized shrubs consider Esperanza in some neighborhoods. I, I hope they don't eat them in most neighborhoods because they're so beautiful. Agnes, Boxwood, Sinisa. They won't eat Sinisa, even if it's blooming, huh, Milton? <laughs> in which it's not, is it still blooming? It's not going to be blooming for a little while longer. Okay. Go uh, to the water. Verbenum Verbenum sandinqua
3: Viburnum. Yeah. Sandinqua. Viburnum sandiqua.
2: Thrialis is on there, and uh, soto uh, s o t o l. That's a cactus, isn't it? Yeah, one of, the, thing?
3: One, of, one of the cactus uh, One of the yeah succulents. Yeah,
2: Mexican. Oh, let's see. Wait a minute. Uh, yucca, primrose, jasmine. Yeah, they won't eat that. That's <laughs> that's a good way. We can po- positively say that they won't eat that. Uh,
3: you can cover a lot of territory.
2: with Yeah, that. and it blooms early in the spring Hi. too. Celebrity. All right,
1: two one zero. you, uh, want, to on you
2: he, want to be on the radio? He's saying
1: celebrity tomato. All right. So, all right, Calvin, see if you can help him. <laughs> we only have a few minutes left. Tomato plants. <laughs> right, oh, right Sorry. All right. Focus, Jerry.
2: <laughs> Small, Smaller shrubs right, right that, uh, that deer do not eat but can include salvia gregei, dwarf yopon. I thought you mentioned that. Dwarf Chinese holly and catoniaster. So they'll eat. Let's see. They'll, they won't eat dwarf yopon. I thought they ate holly, or, or Chinese
3: holly. Not a, no, not, not the, not uh, chi- the door? at least mine they didn't eat. Okay. Uh, it's got, it has got. seems to have enough thorn for to, to leave it. Oh. I'm
1: thinking of
2: Burford holly.
3: Yeah, they ate hey. Burford at my
2: Okay, before. okay, Burford holly.
1: That's All right, we're going to finish eat. this up tomorrow. we got to say goodbye for today. Thanks what? to uh, Al doing a great job. Having Thanks, great of course, to you for listening. Time. We'll, we'll finish up tomorrow.
3: Now, didn't, he receive, didn't he do his quota of uh, analysis of that article? No. I don't
1: know. Yeah, I think it's, it's done. He can't even talk about it tomorrow. i will have to pick on Neil. All right, back tomorrow on Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer.